The Yo Soy Belinda, The Belinda the Housekeeper Story audio podcast is written, produced, and voiced by Lisa Timmons in the voice of Gwyneth Paltrow, a completely fictional character who in no way resembles a certain Hollywood actress with a similar sounding name. Oh, Belinda, where are you? From the Goop headquarters located in one of my walk-in closets at an undisclosed location within the greater Los Angeles area, I'm Gwyneth Palcho, coming at you with a brand spanking new true crime audio podcast entitled Yo Soy Belinda, the Belinda the Housekeeper story. Join me as I solve the mystery of what happened to my housekeeper, Belinda, who mysteriously disappeared just as my latest beauty product rolled out called Belinda in a Bottle leading to completely unfounded speculation that I was using her body to make beauty products for the rich and celebrity-obsessed. And then, all that speculation about whether or not I may or may not have allegedly murdered Belinda skyrocketed sales of Belinda in a Bottle, proving that what they say is true. Even bad press is press, nonetheless. I thought that a great way to capitalize on this did she or didn't she kill her energy would be to start a true crime podcast investigating myself, my celebrity friends, employees, and really anybody who wants to come on here to help me figure out what happened to Belinda. Because I'll never tell. Or maybe I will. You'll have to listen to every episode to find out. But for this first episode, I can promise you... I'm going to reveal a massive cliffhanger right at the end that has the potential to completely turn this case on its head. You'll just have to buckle up and take this ride with me to find out. Unless this is Martha Stewart. The last thing I need right now is to be associated with a felonious blonde. So let's get this alleged murder investigation started. Who am I? I'm Gwyneth Palcho the self-described aspirational woman of the moment. I even have Beyonce's cell phone number, and I'm not at all nervous to give it a call. You might recognize me from having popularized yoga among thin American white women, and really anyone who wanted to join in on the fat phobia craze before it got too trendy and oversaturated. Namaste. You might also recognize me from my acting work. It all started when my parents, actress Blythe Danier, and successful Hollywood producer... Bruce Palcho took me to a screening of The Silence of the Lambs when I was 18 years old. He happened to go with our family friends Steven Spielberg and Kate Capshaw. He loved how scared my face looked, and so he cast me as Wendy in his movie, Hook. My success story harkens back to the good old days of Hollywood, when a person could be famous for simply having famous parents, and also for being very good at looking scared. Let's not forget that part. That took a lot of talent. I had a great time as an actor. Heck, I even won an Oscar while doing some version of a British accent. Oh man, I really do love doing a British accent. Did I mention I was married to a British man? (laughs) Chris Martin. We consciously uncoupled years ago before it was trendy, but now divorce lawyers have completely appropriated the term. It's sad, really. Anyways, we had two children together, and after becoming a mother, I decided to shift my focus away from acting to wellness and beauty. 
That said, if anyone listening thinks that it might be a good idea to cast me in something, I'm super down. My only requirement is that my character gets to sing a duet with either a much more talented singer or a much less talented singer for at least five minutes for every 30 minutes of screen time. Anyone around my range and ability, <laughs> no thanks JLo, is just going to amplify how weak both of our voices are. But back to my wellness brand, Goop, and my new career direction of becoming a self-proclaimed wellness guru. It all started when I created a subscription email newsletter that would encourage everyone to be as thin and as white as they would like to be. That was the birth of Goop. I leveraged my celebrity and visibility by capturing a massive email newsletter audience, using all of that marketing data to start crafting an entire universe in which humans mostly women, but anyone insecure was welcome, really, would be ready to receive my instructions on what products to buy, what body parts to fret over, and what the most delicious foods to not eat were. Also, it would make me even richer than I was already born to be. My empire quickly grew as more and more women started chanting a mantra of elongate muscles, tighten and tone, while feverishly dancing and flexing their wrists daintily, but never with any discernible joy or playfulness. However, one day, a dark cloud appeared on the horizon in the form of Kim Kardashian's large, round butt. A cloud that would continue to grow until it would eventually cover the entire planet, blocking it from the sun. The year was 2007, a year before I would launch Goop, Acceptable tabloid magazines, the ones you find in the waiting rooms of reputable Beverly Hills plastic surgeons, still predominantly showcase the children of the rich and famous. These glossy magazines chronicled our lives, as was our birthright. We agreed to mature before the eyes of the public, and in return we accepted their worship, adoration, and most of all, their sacrifice. It had been so for generation upon generation, and we were quite happy with this storied tradition. They financed our lavish lifestyles, and in return, we agreed that they should get to gawk and obsess over us as we lived like pampered animals in an open zoo. But when Kim Kardashian's sex tape exploded onto the internet, something tore in the fabric of the Hollywood monarchy. A red velvet curtain pulled back, and a giant ass cheek sitting atop a thick curvy leg poked through, kicking open an entrance for her entire family. The Kardashians entered the chat, as the kids say. The rise of reality television threatened the very fabric of my highly curated existence, for as annoying as the Kardashians were to me, I realized something very important. They were dealing in personality and, well, big butts. This was the new currency. Could I brag about having trick-or-treated on the same street where former Republican California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger lived? Of course. But now I also had to go on social media and use my acting skills to pretend to be relatable. Because apparently now, relatable is the new aspirational. Why make this podcast? In an effort to rebrand myself as relatable, I've had to go ham on my social media, creating mini-commercials disguised as casual, off-the-cuff, self-effacing chats with my fans. Thankfully, my fans adore me mindlessly. In fact, they adore me so much, they even let me tell them who to vote for. Actually, scratch that. Please don't Google my name and Rick Caruso. 
Well, if relatable was the new aspirational, who could possibly be more relatable than my housekeeper Belinda? I realized that I could bring her story to life by producing and starring in an audio podcast about her possible alleged death and how it was affecting me. It was a story that sounded like an Oscar campaign for a white leading actress about my age. It was the perfect project for me, even though I know there's not a serialized true crime audio podcast category in the Academy Awards. Yet, Andrea Riseborough and I are working on it. Wink, wink. But back to Belinda. A woman, possibly Latina, I never actually asked, of modest means, meets with an amazing, thin, blonde lady employer slash mentor who inspires her with her beauty and interesting stories about hanging out with other celebrities. After years of cheerful service and being charmed by her employer, some dark mystery develops that enshrouds Belinda, like a real-life escape room puzzle for me to solve. How very exhilarating for me, the lead of the story. My first instinct was to reach out to Belinda's family, not for permission, but for information about Belinda. Had she ever talked about me? Mentioned that I had been engaged to Brad Pitt and that we were still on speaking terms? Unfortunately, they didn't have any useful information like that for me to use in her now possibly developing murder case. However, they did ask me to, quote, please stop tormenting them, end quote, adding that I had, quote, done more than enough already to destroy their lives, end quote. That's when I realized I couldn't rely on anyone else to help me with this pet project. Now, much like when I launched Goop, I would have to hike up these bootstraps and do everything myself. Are you there, Gwyneth? It's me, Gwyneth, from earlier today when I recorded this. What you're hearing is your own beautiful voice because I'm making this message in order to hypnotize you so that you can access those pesky memories of what happened to Belinda the last time you saw her. If you're hearing my voice, that means that you are alone in a dark room, lying down on one of the many vintage fainting couches that you keep in your gorgeously decorated home, just in case there's unexpected startling news. And now, you should be still and feeling relaxed so that you can focus on the dulcet tones of my voice leading you down the corridors of your subconscious. You will now start to feel very sleepy as you start to slowly count backwards, starting with 100. Before you finish, you will fall into a deep, deep sleep. I'm going to start counting now. 100, By hypnotizing myself with a pre-recorded audio recording of myself, I hope to access subconscious memories that could reveal clues about Belinda's disappearance. I legitimately could not remember what happened to her. Our last encounter was somewhat memorable, but in all honesty, I don't actually recall exactly how we parted ways. Imagine your body is a bag of sand. It's totally emptied out, and you're just relaxed and empty. And all that's left inside you are those buried memories of what happened to Belinda. 
She was such a hard worker, and she had such good skin. And I said, I need to bottle you. <laughs> and so I did. <laughs> I put her in this bottle. I sure did. I killed her. <laughs> I'm kidding. I didn't actually kill her. I just thought, what if I figured out a way to bottle her? And so I took her leg and bottled that. And let me tell you, the stuff it's doing to my skin is absolutely amazing. I figure I'm not actually killing her, not in a single moment. I'm just slowly taking little pieces of her at a time. Where is Belinda? Now that is a great question. But first, I'd love to talk a little bit more about Belinda in a bottle. Oh, I happen to have some right here in my pocket. I'm just going to twist the top here, and would you look at that? There's a perfect little dropper here, so you can just put a few drops in your fingertips like this. Okay, that is actually very convenient. How do you use Belinda in a bottle for your daily moisturizing routine? I apply Belinda in a bottle at least three times a day. Once in the morning, another time immediately after my workout with Tracy Anderson, and a final time at night before I go to sleep for exactly seven and a half hours inside my cryogenic sleep tube. Okay. Enough of the softball questions. Gotcha, journalism. What happened to Belinda, really? Did you kill her? Whoa, Nellie, is this Drew Barrymore? What? Where am I? Who is this? Why is my skin so soft? I'm so sleepy. Gwyneth? It's me, Gwyneth, again. I know you're probably pretending to be asleep right now, so you don't have to respond to me, but just listen what I'm about to say next. It is true that Kim Kardashian became a household name when her infamous sex tape with Ray J was made public. But if you remember, her family's fame and fortune have an even darker origin. Ever heard of something called the trial of the century? That's right. I'm talking about the O.J. Simpson murder case. We rewatched that series about Marsha Cross's hairstyle that Ryan Murphy did. Oh, man. Speaking of a kind and gentle soul, that Brian Murphy. It was my personal experience that he is an absolute joy to work for. I'm sure everyone else's experience has been similar. Anyways, the celebrity and attention that this horrifying bloodshed shown on the family caused the Kardashian coven to become engorged and moist with power. The women in the family found themselves strangely entranced with the situation. The violence a rageful man could wield all in the name of jealousy. What if this violence, this power, could somehow be controlled? Like a dragon that could be tamed somehow. The woman able to pilot that dragon could control all that she wanted. Mama Kris Jenner saw all of this, and when her prized daughter was of age, she made an offering. This offering would open a portal, a channel with the devil himself, whose only request in exchange for a life of influence and wealth was that the women hand over their bodies. They could keep their souls, but he would decide what alterations, surgical or otherwise, would have to be made for the rest of their lives. 
Eventually, they would look exactly like his beloved angels of hell. Tight, thin, unaging skin and faces devoid of discernible expression. Both enigmatic and unsettling, these creatures would eventually come join him in his dominion. But until then, what I'm trying to tell you is that a murder is the perfect way to open up a portal. If they're dealing with the devil, then why can't you be as well? A little blood in the water to stir things up. This real-life murder mystery could be a career maker. Everyone keeps bellyaching about wanting to, quote, see authentic stories from diverse voices. Why shouldn't you tell Belinda's story from your own point of view? It's not like she's here to tell it. What I'm trying to tell you is, even if we come to realize by going through your memories of that last time you saw Belinda that you did, in fact, kill her, it might actually be the best thing for you. It's not like someone like you has the police to fear. In fact, you guys are on pretty good terms. God, I really hope no one Googles our name in Rick Caruso. Think of the Emmy Award-nominated documentary that will inevitably come after the highly successful audio podcast, which will have to be adapted into a novel and subsequently into a book and then into an audiobook, and by that point, who cares if you're relatable? You'll be notorious, which is even better. Just lean in. See what happens. So, Gwyneth, tell me what you remember about the last time you saw Belinda. Well, I remember it was a rainy day and we were both alone in the bathroom.